Hi everyone, thank you for downloading this brand new episode of Series 3 of the What The Fort Led podcast. Every week, Rob and I are going to bring you some inspirational stories from our amazing running community, along with some laughs and nonsense from us. Now before we get started, if you enjoy the show today, there's a few ways that you can support us. Firstly, wherever it is that you get your podcast, please subscribe. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, and leave us a review and a rating. It goes a long, long way to making our show more visible to other people who may enjoy it as well. Yeah, we're really active on social media, so you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or contact us directly through our dedicated email address. All the info is in our bio. Give us a follow, share with your friends, and come and have a chat with us. Now, if this is your first time listening, we have got a massive, massive back catalogue of shows available, including the entirety of Series 1 and Series 2. They're all free to listen to at your leisure. Some great episodes in there with some incredible guests, and we're really, really proud of them. So go on, check them out, and let us know what you think. Lastly, Rob is still on the fundraising grind on the way to Berlin Marathon, all in support of Prostate Cancer UK. We've raised over 500 quid so far, and we'll be embarking on some more wacky challenges throughout the series to support him. So keep your eyes peeled, share the story, and get involved where you can. Most importantly, if you can spare some change, then head over to our Just Giving page, Link is on our social media in our bio. Any donations are gratefully received. Hey, I'm getting good at this, aren't I? Oh, gets better every time, mate. Hit the music! Are you alone or a groupie? How do you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy or shoot a black gun? Whatever your ability, this is the place to be. So welcome to the What the Fuck Like Fun community. If you're 17, 25, push it in your two. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Welcome to the What the Fuck Like Fun community. Welcome to the What the Fuck Like Fun community. It takes two, baby, to make your dream come true. Just me and you. And Jack. And Jack. Oh, yeah, three. Oh. It, was it takes three, baby. Don't work, it don't takes word, three, it? baby. It's not one Jack, of them you and me. No. It's not no. one of them kind of parties, buddy. <laughs> no, this has gone terribly wrong. It was because it's episode two. I was getting excited. I was trying to make a song, but never mind. I'll just say, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to series three, episode two of the What The Folly Podcast. My name's Rob. And I am Matt. We're cooking on gas, mate. Loving it. Loving it. Loving it, loving it, loving it. I'm loving it yeah. like this. Uh, brilliant, mate. Yeah, episode one in the bag. Super happy with that one. We're yeah. pooling along. How are you doing, man? How's your week been? Yeah, it's been good, mate. Good, good. The weather's uh, been okay, I guess. Been out for a walk today with uh, with Donna and kids uh, around the lovely Rother Valley. A bit windy, but yeah, enjoy, enjoying it. How are it's, you? Yeah, it's been snowing in parts of the country, you know. Yeah, I know. Donna woke up this morning and said, uh, have you heard it being snowing? I'm like, what? Really? Looked outside and it looked really sunny. And then you would step outside and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Baltic, innit? Baltic. And idiot here without in shorts. Because yeah. it's always shorts weather. It is always shorts weather. We wear enough long trousers when we have to work. It's always shorts weather. Um, yeah, no, my week's been good, thanks, mate. So a little bit of a, an exclusive is that we are now officially in our base build plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to be running marathons, aren't we, in October, September, October. Yeah. Uh, training block for that starts in June. So with that in mind, given that we are both in horrendous physical condition and haven't done any running throughout lockdown. Speak for yourself, mate. 
Dave. Well, no, he's fair. <laughs> I am in horrendous physical condition. You're right there. I was going to say, you, you over there, you've been play, playing injury bingo for the last 12 <laughs> um, But yeah, so we are getting back on it, aren't we, mate? So you've put together a little bit of a plan. It's been ratified by our, our coach in the making, Mr. Jack Penfold, our editor, who's going to be looking after us throughout this plan. Um, so we're doing Three some... Plan, plan. The, the plan before the plan. Uh, so we're starting to do a little bit of um, hill work, a little bit of speed work. Yeah. For me, it's been more. It's been more about getting out and doing multiple runs. So I did five runs this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you you started it last week. Well, you started it this week, and you have. I'm I'm starting it next week. <laughs> you, Matt's, Matt's already bagged out of it. <laughs> now I'm starting on week two. Uh, yeah, because you you decided to start it a week in advance. So yeah, I'm just going to kick kick on with week two. Yeah, all right. Lots of strength and conditioning stuff to be done and uh, all that sort of stuff. We're going to try and do it properly this time round. Yeah, you say. So we're going to be doing our move with Olivia. Uh, yeah. Olivia Ferner, our Series 2 guest. She's got her Run Strong for Life programme. We're getting involved in that to get the core strong, uh, getting those Sunday long runs up and just Build that work. base. Build that base. It's all about the base, about the base. No treble. Um... Three song, song references three in this. Three songs now. in the first three minutes. That's pretty impressive, mate. Yeah, so good week all round. Uh, looking forward to heading into April. Hopefully lockdown measures easing. That's going to be good, isn't it? Yes, yes. The six, six rules already in, already in, isn't it? Meeting rules of six. I saw you were out outside with your uh, pal watching the football the other day. That was uh, yeah. good to see. Yeah, sat in the back garden, pulled the telly outside and watched United, Man United just about beat Brighton, so that so I'm pre- pretty sure I caught pneumonia. Definitely worth it. But no, it was it was nice to be outside. Uh, yeah, and if all goes well, we're only a couple of weeks away from the pubs opening. Woo-hoo-hoo, get in! Oh, get ready! Get ready! Yeah. Nice get, get ready! Get, get ready! Get ready for me and Mark to show up, have two beers, get tired, and go home. Fight the world. <laughs> Know what's coming for you, um, but we're, we're on pre-marathon training, so we, sh- we shouldn't be having the beer, should we? Should we, coach? No, we shouldn't be. He's checking his hand. No, we shouldn't. No, sorry, no, no beers, please. <laughs> None at all. Oh, well, we fixed our Sunday runs at the pub. Oh, that is a shout. Also, Matt's Matt's smaller, so I don't want him drinking as much either. <laughs> He's a tiny man. Matt can have a shandy. Look at Jack getting brave with his mic off <laughs> mute. Um, yes, okay, so very exciting times coming up. Let's see how this base build goes. Matt, yes. more importantly, more pressingly, what have we got on the show today? Yeah, we've got some some more race news uh, going off today. A uh, chat with Simon Grace, a.k.a. Run Fat Boy Run 2017. Yep. Uh, the Make Matt Run Challenge, including a bloody forfeit. Yes! Don't ruin it. <laughs> uh, a good news story uh, and some exciting news for us that's uh, been happening over the last couple of days. Uh, and maybe another visit from Starman John? Well, I hope so. Do you reckon he's made it out of the country yet? <laughs> well, he stole uh, Jordan Moat's identity last week, didn't he? So maybe he's, he's stolen somebody else and actually got out of the country this time around. Let's, let's hope We'll see. So. We'll see. I tell you what we do need to do, though, my fine four-foot friend. Right. You know what we've not done for ages? A wildest story. 
Yeah, but no one's pooed themselves and told us about it, so <laughs> I can't help you with that one, unfortunately. Uh, if anybody fancies going to do a poo in the woods and telling us about it, please, please do. We'll bring back the Wildy Nation. But no, we can't do the Wildy uh, story unless someone tells us. But we haven't done a Would You Rather in a while. Oh, wow, yes. Ooh, ooh let, let me just sit up, sit up straight and get ready for this one. Come on, then. What we got for okay, me? Ready. Running-themed one. All right, then. Okay. Matthew. Yes. Would you rather run a marathon in a snowsuit? No. Or run a mile naked? <laughs> no. Let, let me give you some context. Right. It's swelteringly hot. Are oh, you absolute? And, 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 there's and. crowds. <laughs> there's the kickers. The kickers. <laughs> What do you reckon? Sweltering heat in a snow. Oh wow! Is this is this post marathon training? I'm, is my body going to look good? Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> not not that I'm vain or anything. I'll give I, I'll, I'll give this. I'll give you an extra little bit of context. Um, you're not going to get arrested for doing the mile naked. It, right. it, it's a nudist mile race. So everyone else, no one else is naked, but they expect you to be naked. Right. Okay. I get you. I get you. I think that makes it, it makes it easier to be honest. If it's a yeah, because if if you if you're running a marathon in a snowsuit and it's sweltering, you're gonna you're gonna die, aren't you? <laughs> you're literally going to die. I think what you're basically doing here, pal, is you decided <laughs> what's more important: is it your health or <laughs> <laughs> your dignity? Because one will be pretty embarrassing; the other, you might die. Legit. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, a mile naked. Obviously, post marathon training, I've got to make sure I look, I look the part for that. <laughs> Reason to get the eight pack back in it, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah as opposed to the keg you've got now. <laughs> Never had an eight pack in my life. <laughs> yeah, a mile naked. Yeah, a mile naked. it's got to be, hasn't it? I think I'd, even before you sent them kickers, put them kickers in, I think I'd have said mile naked. To be fair, <laughs> no, just want to be free. A bit of a showman. To be honest, when I was thinking about it myself, I was like, I hate running marathons. So even though I didn't have to wear the no suit, I'd probably still do the mile naked. Uh, very good. Right, okay, so let's get on to some running-related uh, news. Something very big happened this week, didn't it, Matthew? Yeah. Why not tell lovely listeners what happened? Yeah, in Barrowford in uh, Lancashire, there were a 5K road event. Quite not a well-known one, but... Uh, lady called Beth Potter raced that race. I'm sure people have heard about it. And she's absolutely smashed the British and world record time for a road race. Potentially. Uh, yeah, potentially. So she's got 14, 1441, which works out at 4.44 per mile pace, which is unfathomable. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> Craziness. But yeah, she, she broke the uh, world record times uh, and the British record time, which was previously held by... Yeah, wait, we... wait, 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 Can I just take a moment, please? Right. Can I just take a moment? Because last week on the show, I accidentally mispronounced our guest's name. Instead of John Pickup, I said John Pickford. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a little bit of a boo-boo cock up on my part, I admit it. But the graceful, supportive co-host that you are, what did you do? I called you out for it. <laughs> Called me out for it multiple times across multiple social media platforms on multiple days, didn't you? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I just want you, I just want you to bear that in mind when you're going to pronounce the rest of the name <laughs> this segment. Go. Yeah. So the the previous time, yeah. which was uh, fourteen forty three, so two seconds lower, was by Kenyans. Yeah. Beatrice. Yeah. Beatrice. Beatrice. No, I'm saying it how I want to say it. Thank you very okay. much. <laughs> You useless bastard. Yeah. And the previous one held by that was uh, by Paula Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> you managed that one, did you? Yeah. 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 Brilliant. It's a bit of a contentious issue, isn't it? Because uh, they're saying whether it's going to be ratified as a world record or not. Yeah, Jack. Mm. What's the problem I'm, with it? I'm tell, tell, tell us what's, oh. what's, what's controversial about it? She's just run quicker than anybody else, hasn't she? Yeah, I was having a, I was having a check. I'm not, over, I'm not overly hundred percent sure, but it's, but I think it's because the race isn't governed by Run Britain or something, so yes. it doesn't go on power of ten or something like that. And there was also, I don't know if they had an anti-doping person there afterwards. Mm-hmm. So obviously, someone would have to be checked for that. Yeah, but there's so many variables about it. Like if you have a pacer all the way to the end, um, that could be one. Um, and then there's also like races where, because it was a mixed race, there's male and female. So some people may argue that she was towed along by the men, basically used them as pacers. But there was lo- there was loads of things. I'm not 100 percent sure whether it's been agreed yet or not, or whether it they are. Not. I've, I've looked I've looked this afternoon. And it's not it's not being agreed just yet. And you were right. It's the the run Britain. It's it's whether it's um, race accuracy and all that sort mm. is is legit. So yeah. It's... Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm if I I probably won't do a race if it won't go on run Britain because I'm all about that ranking and handicap. So <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know why she did it. I would have picked a different one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I just don't like. I think it's. I mean, I agree. I I am all about that handicap. Mm. Um, which is probably a lot higher than your two's handicaps, so let's not compare them. Um, or certainly now after a year and a half of not racing. Uh, but regardless, I think Beth Potter's just mm. run a ridiculously quick race. She's quicker than everybody else yeah. in the mm. world. Just It's a record for me. It's a record for me! I'm calling it! Beth Potter! <laughs> they, they do call it unofficially a world best, because there was also one mm. in 2017 by Jocelyn Jet Koshkai. Uh, yeah. teeth, I got that right. You, did, I got I think you did. Your teeth, your teeth fell out, but that was pretty good. <laughs> and she got fourteen thirty-two, which is obviously unofficially the world best. In, in was that was that was that during a ten k though? Uh, it might have been. I think, I think it might I have think been. It, yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. But anyway, regardless of what official, unofficial, from the what the fart like standards, Beth Potter, you are a world record holder, and we are in awe of you. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well done. Well done indeed. Also, uh, the world record for the uh, half marathon's been beaten, hasn't it? Has it? Yeah. Tell me about that, Matthew. Uh, Kenya. I've said this name before, so I should. I should get this right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ke- Kenya's Ruth Kepengetic. Yeah. Uh, the Istanbul half marathon. Yeah. Uh, time. She took twenty-nine seconds off the world record, and the time is one hour four minutes and two seconds. Incredible. Mm-hmm. So fast. Yeah. So fast. She, 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 she's an absolute machine, isn't she? Um, brilliant. Well done, mate. Yeah. 
Well, the, the look of fear on your face when you have to do these segments is a thing of beauty, but you navigated that fairly well. You see, that's what a supportive co-host does, Matthew. Thank you, man. Thank you. Just learn, <laughs> learn from my example. I've got it all uh, in phonic sounds on my phone. That's all I managed to write. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Ma- Matthew's Little Book of Runners. <laughs> It's illustrated. Um, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Right, uh, right. With that being said, I think it's time we go and have a chat with this week's guest. What do you reckon, Mafu? Yes, let's let's go and have a chat with uh, Simon Grace, shall we? Yeah, brilliant one. Really honest, really down to earth guy. Talks about the highs, the lows of running. No frills. Um, I think people are going to love it. He's a bit of a stalwart of the online running community isn't he so i think people are really gonna be interested to hear about how he got into running and, and the journey he's been on so should we go and have a chat with simon yeah let's do it right then guys we are cracking on with series three uh, new guests new chats new inspiring stories and one today that i have been super excited uh, to get into probably since we started to be honest the guy that i followed on social media uh, for a long time uh, really good dude and really excited to hear about his story i'll not flap my gums anymore i'll just introduce him and let him tell it himself simon grace how we doing man i'm very well how are you how are you yeah yeah good thanks dude good good how's your how's your weekend going yeah, it's been good. Uh, just a long run, boxed off this morning, so 70 minutes, which is uh, a long run for me at the minute, just post-injury and coming back on the sort of really cautious and sensible approach. So yeah, nice to nice to get it done, really. Early doors this morning. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Always a good way to start a Sunday, isn't it? Um, so loads to get through. Really interesting story uh, that you have, sir. But I'll start in the same place we always start, you know, common thread that binds us. I say that every week is running. So, do you just tell anyone who might not know about your journey, sort of how you first got into running? Yeah, well, back in 2015, um, during a work conversation, we were talking about the the London Marathon and things like that. And basically, a colleague just said, "You couldn't, you wouldn't be able to do a half marathon." Was the underlying statement, and I kind of just took that with two hands and said, "Hold my beer, I'll uh, be right back." <laughs> um, so, yeah, that kind of kind of started it really. Um, I did. The, Coventry half in 2016 and then didn't run again for about eight ten months maybe but yeah it's just that one comment of you can't do something because I wasn't living a particularly healthy or balanced lifestyle I was very much burning the candle at both ends with with work and uh, all things like that really yeah And, and so had you been athletic when you were younger then yeah, I mean, I played a lot of football when I was a kid up until I went to university and I swam at sort of county level up until about 16, 17. But then the, the five o'clock in the morning pool sessions on a, I think it was a Wednesday and a Saturday morning after being out for a few beers on a Friday yeah. night were, yeah. were, weren't particularly appealing. So I sacked off the swimming and uh, yeah, I did a bit of cross country as a kid as well, but n- nothing like I do now with, with running. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So Coventry half happened. And so did, at the time, did you think that was just going to be a one and done? It was just going to be a, right. I proved proved I can do it. Let's 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 get back down the pub. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, I kind of just thought we'll get this one done. I, I kind of enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it was thoroughly enjoyable, but I don't <laughs> think I don't think the first time you've run a half or anything that sort of far is. I mean, it got to the point about 
I think it was about six weeks before I had to do the Coventry half. I actually did a half marathon by myself because I was concerned mm. that I wouldn't actually get round. So I went out by myself, took me two hours, but I got it done. Um, but then, yeah, I thought, got the Coventry half done. And then I think I might have ran the following week as this sort of internal thing of, look, this could be a good thing for you. Mm. But that was it then. Eight yeah. months passed and <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even put the trainers back on. Yeah, as it does. So okay, so so what's the what's the catalyst then that turns you into a runner? If, it, if originally it's a it's a one and done kind of thing, and you're just getting on with your life, what what changes? What's the light bulb moment that makes you ultimately fall in love with with running as a as a hobby as a sport? Well, in 2017, I signed up to do the Coventry Half again. Um, I think my sister or it might have been my friend. One of the two was running it, so I was oh yeah, I'll do it again. And then I managed to get a spot in the Great North Run. I didn't put much effort into to training for it, to be honest. And there's some pictures that I've used in the past on social media of me coming down the famous finish straight. And they're, oh, they are awful to look at for me. They're just, I look like a man who's on the verge of collapsing. <laughs> and it was after that where I was like, I really want to do this consistently. So about three or four weeks after that, I was looking through Twitter and some bloke had, had said that he was almost finishing his thousand miles in a year. And I was like, bloody hell, that's, a, that's really, that's impressive. So once you do the maths, you work out how far you need to run. Mm-hmm. Like this, this could be something that could kind of kickstart me, created a social media account purely just to, to log everything and to try and hold me accountable for it. So I did that. So the thousand miles was 2018 and that was basically the, the kickstart really. Yeah. And you talk about social media there and, and you do have quite quite a quite a big presence on social media, quite a lot of followers, you're quite engaged and very honest, I feel. Um you were one of the first accounts I, I followed when I first started on Instagram particularly. How have you found that's helped or I guess in some instances hindered your running journey? Uh yeah, I think it's a cliche, we have to take the rough with this move. I always try and be honest about how I'm feeling, how runs have gone and most of the time it's all it's quite a positive experience there are some times where i've had a couple of times in the past where i've been i guess trolled i think one of them was to do with i'd ran i really wanted to get under 20 for the 5k and i'd i think it was like 2002 and i was gutted Mm. some bloke took the time to message me saying that realistically i was underselling what i'd done and i should yeah, he just sort of laid into me about the fact that 2002 was really good. Oh, but for, 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 not, for not being happy with 2002. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. It's, like, it's, a, it's a pretty common one, isn't it, that? Yeah, but he kind of, I tried to explain to him very politely that he was missing the point. I, I'd set a target and I was gutted. If I'd ran 2030, it wouldn't have bothered me. Mm. Because I was, <laughs> I was so, close so close to doing it for the first time. He just, yeah, he was like, no, you should be very happy for what you've done. You're missing the point here. But apart from that, I, I really enjoy it. And it, I've met some great people through it. I've run at different places, especially when Parkrun was on. Um, you'd travel to go and do a Parkrun with someone else. And, yeah, I think I've done 13 different Parkruns now, which hopefully when they come back, touch wood, we can uh, carry on doing them. Yeah, I was I was going to loop round onto Parkrun because when I was reading your bio before we chatted, you, you you're a big advocate of Parkrun, aren't you? So, have you got? Is there anything kind of memory wise or experience wise from a Parkrun perspective? If if someone was brand new to Parkrun, was on the fence about starting when they went back, what what are some of your kind of like good memories of Parkrun? In the beginning, it was all about 
me versus me. I wanted to be to beat my previous week or my personal best. But parkrun's so much more than that. The social side of it is just incredible. There are people that I'm on first name terms with at my local parkrun that I'd never have known. I'd never have spoken to in the past. And sometimes you'd go out and do a social run or you'd pay someone because they wanted to go for a personal best. Mm-hmm. And I remember I remember the first time I went to Parkrun, I even put my headphones in because I was like, these guys are gonna these guys and girls are gonna be <laughs> super fast. But it's not that at all. It's the other end of the spectrum. It's so inclusive. And as you say, a big advocate for it. And I'd recommend anyone to get involved with with Parkrun when we can. Yeah, super excited for it coming back, man. Super excited for coming back. Um, so talk to me then. So this is this is in sort of your 2018 period, isn't it? And any kind of races, early memories from from racing then that really stand out as something? Wow, that was that was re- that was when it really cemented. I'm a runner, and and and, and I'm going to keep doing this forever. Um, I remember the first time I ran further than thirty than a half marathon distance. That was at the Nazenby. 1645 event which is there was a war i won't bore you with the details but there was a war apparently <laughs> but the, the route 16.45 miles and i remember getting to 16 miles and thinking i've never ran so far and that sits sits well with me and i'd done the paris half marathon that year as mm. well which was great uh, that was the first time I'd, I'd got close to going under 130 i think i ran 131 maybe yeah and right. Yeah, I loved it, and it was just the only thing with running in Europe. I run in miles. I don't know about yourself. Yeah, but but they have kilometer boards. <laughs> yeah, it's so which, good. I did I did Paris Marathon. It's so confusing. <laughs> but the thing is, it's the same distance. But when you get to the thirteen kilometer mark, yeah. it's not the thirteen mile board that I'm used to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you've got you've got a long way to go still. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, there was that, and um, just running consistently through through 2018 i didn't really pick up many major niggles or anything like that it just it just went well and uh, yeah it was it was really good to to say i'm going to set this goal double anything i'd ever ran before i'd done like 500 or something the year before and yeah it was just that was it just consistency is is always key yeah, agreed. So that's 2018. Um, you started to achieve things. You started to see yourself as a runner, which is always a a, a, a really big moment, I think, for us when, when as we're kind of getting into the sport and, and getting addicted as we do. Uh, 2019 is is marathon season for you, isn't it? So do you want to tell me a little bit about what happened in 2019? Yeah. So during 2018, I always said I'd never contemplate running a marathon. It just wasn't something. I didn't know if I'd be able to train for it. I didn't know if I'd be able to... to, Basically, I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. But as 2018 went on and I was feeling more and more confident, I entered... uh, I tried to get into the London Marathon but failed at the first hurdle of the ballot, which obviously isn't particularly uncommon. (laughs) Yeah, standard, yeah. Yeah. um, And then Manchester I entered and uh, I got a spot there. And uh, the training didn't start off particularly well. I picked up an injury in my foot on New Year's Day which I think is about three weeks into that training mm-hmm. block. So I spent January cycling and, uh, yeah, got to the start line in relatively good shape. Um, I'm not the most emotional of people, but I remember coming through that final mile and seeing that finish line. Yeah, it, 
it really, really hits you hard at. And it was out of nowhere as well. Yeah. And that marathon, they I know it's a cliche again, they say the marathon starts at, at mile 20. I got through mile 20 and I felt fantastic. I got yeah. to mile 21 and I was broken. <laughs> False sense of security yeah, from in the wall when you're supposed to. <laughs> exactly. And I was running with a guy called Dan um, and he saw me drift off to the left and he just shouted, do not stop. Yeah. And I was like, right, come on, five to go. But yeah, crossing the finish line, tears. Uh, yeah, incredible. And then... I managed to, during the training block, get a company spot through um, a friend of mine for the London Marathon, which is obviously only three weeks after Manchester. So I couldn't defer because it's a company spot, but so I just said that I'll I'll do it. Um, I'd love to do it. And uh, the Sunday before the London Marathon, the final sort of just having a little plod, managed to fall over in Bradgate Park, bust my knee open, uh, blood everywhere it was horrendous and uh, from the highs of Manchester to to mile about 15 in London and realizing that my knee wasn't working and my hip was hurting I had 11 very grueling miles after that but that's the running community though because there was a woman who I don't know her name but with about three or four miles to go she was struggling I was struggling we kind of just pulled each other around it was like right we'll run to that lamppost we'll walk a little bit and there's a video that I've got from the finish line of we're just hugging at the end, just saying thank you. And then, yeah, and uh, I thought that that would be me done for marathons, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, for, I mean we've, we've obviously got more to get to, but I think it is a really good point that I didn't want to just leave that in some ways, and, and I feel it as well, that those runs, those horrible runs, but where you, you find something in yourself, you find something in somebody else as well, and, and, and you've almost got that, that great, and it is a great story, man. That's that's even sometimes that's more poignant than the PBs, isn't it? It's more poignant than the first time runs. It's more poignant than the medals. It's it that'll never leave you. No, no. And I remember seeing quite a few people from the the Instagram running community around the London Marathon course, and and just having people cheering you on and talking to strangers. I drank someone's beer at about <laughs> mile seventeen, I think it was. In, yeah. Yeah, he was about six foot five, and I just walking past him, and I went, "Mate, can I have some of that?" And he was like, "Are you struggling?" And I was like, "Yeah." Pointed <laughs> at my knee, and he went, "Have it." So I ended up <laughs> chugging most of this pint. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the whole thing, it's it's just amazing to look back on now. Yeah, definitely. So that's that's the that's your spring season of 2019 boxed off. What happens then as you go into the autumn? Um, well. I took a couple of weeks um, post-London, because obviously I had a hole in my knee still. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I signed up with Sam at Head Start Coaching, just to give me some form of a more variable training plan for, for anything going forward. I'd secured a spot at the Berlin Marathon, and uh, I set. I remember writing on my chalkboard in my living room, um, sub 3.30, because I'd run 3.33 in Manchester. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to to get under that and then for five months that that kind of sat there of sub 330 and uh training went really well i'd ran half marathon pb a few weeks out from um berlin hadn't quite gone under one hour 30 but it was close and yeah everything was going really well i was loving my running 
went out to Berlin, went out with my dad, which was awesome. Met some mm-hmm. of the, some runners over there. We did the park run it, the day before, which was amazing. Just the amount of people that were there. Yeah, I can imagine. And uh, yeah, the whole weekend was great. A couple of beers the day before, and obviously nothing, nothing too major, just to settle the nerves. And then uh, it was marathon day, like five months in the planning, and it was kind of now or never. And I don't think, apart from maybe the Birmingham half in 2018, I don't think I've ever got as cold and wet mm. during a run as that day in Berlin. It, yeah. The conditions were just dreadful, yeah. but I got round three twenty-five. But I didn't. It, I wasn't. I hadn't across the finish line, and I didn't feel any form of achievement. I think looking back, it it was kind of closing that chapter, that five-month block of of running. Mm-hmm. It was done, and then I I didn't even now. I probably don't appreciate how it affected me, but. I almost didn't want to let it let it go. Yeah. But finishing the marathon, that was it. And there was no there was no emotion. There was there was celebration. Like we went out for some beers with some other runners and had dinner and stuff. And it was it was all nice. But that's not how I expected running a PB to feel. Yeah. It's 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 almost when something's so all consuming. And it's, and it's not something that I think gets talked about enough, and I'm really glad that you brought it up and grateful that you brought it up because I think that a lot of people will will struggle with similar emotions, particularly marathon training. It's such an all-consuming um, part of your life, isn't it? Yeah. And when that ends, doesn't really matter if you achieve, if you don't achieve. Sometimes if you don't achieve, it's even better because you know that, right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to do it again and I'm going to get yeah. back onto it. But sometimes there can just be that gap. And, and again, from, from following you and from knowing about your journey, it did impact you, didn't it? So what, what, what happens to you after Berlin? So Berlin was back end of September. And I, I don't know how many miles I ran in October, but every mile was a chore. It wasn't enjoyable. And I thought, well, it'll probably just blow over. November came. No, still a chore. And I'd ran 1,100 miles in 2018, and I was very close to 1,200 miles. And that was the only reason why I managed to run 100 miles. In this. I think it was mm. for December I did 100 miles, purely because I thought, oh, we're close now. Yeah. Might as well give it a go and keep, <laughs> keep showing yeah. up. Set yourself the goals, isn't it, just to keep going? Yeah, and January 2020, and you think, oh, well, I must be over it by now. But even then, it wasn't wasn't that enjoyable but I thought right they did the classic new year new me yep. here we go yep. positive pants on and all that it just wasn't there still um I don't know it just everything was a slog you put a brave face on this but social media is great but that's going back to what we mentioned earlier about the cons of it is sometimes you have to put a brave face on on things and that's what I was doing the park room was the highlight because that was that was never a chore Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, January, February came and went, and then obviously March is uh, quite a big month for last year with regards yep. COVID. Um, so I actually got furloughed in April, um, not for long, I think four or five weeks. Um, but that gave me the opportunity of to, to run every day, really, um, not for any particular reason, just because I could. Yep. 
So I ran every day, and then I thought through, I think April, April, May maybe it must have been, I'll do 10K every day for that month. So that suddenly turned into 50 10Ks in a row. I did stop at 50, uh, but it just reignited the love of running because even though Sam, my coach, was still sending me stuff, I just said to him, look, don't worry about it. I need to just find my head now. Mm-hmm. So I just went out and just basically winged it, massively winged it from start to finish. And I just, the run streak carried on. And uh, yeah, that just found the love of it again by by being furloughed and then running every day. Yeah, it just made a massive difference mentally to be able to get out there and do what I wanted to do. Yeah, it, it, it's a really interesting take on it, isn't it, man? And a very honest one, because... There's a lot of people, I guess, that have been impacted negatively by COVID. And I'm sure it's not all been sunshine and rainbows for you as well. But being able to take some positivity from it is massively important, I think, from both a physical and a mental health perspective. And um, and I also really, really like the message of, you know, sometimes we do feel down on running and it's OK to take a break and it's OK to change the, the record and change the plan a little bit. And sometimes it's just about getting out there and running, isn't it? Yeah, and... Running is the simplest form of exercise, really. It's just one foot in front of the other. And when we try and overcomplicate things, and that can suck the enjoyment out of it. And I think that's kind of what happened to me until running every day happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, brilliant, brilliant. So glad to hear you back on it. How's that progressed then? So obviously we're into 2021 now. How are you feeling? What are the plans? What's, what's next for you, dude? Um, good question. It's all COVID related. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got hopefully Chicago Marathon in wow. October. Third which star. Is a, yeah, deferral from from last year. And just going back to the run streak, that I finished that due to the virtual London Marathon after not after getting too cocky and trying to run too quick the following few yes. days. But that that moment there of running a solo marathon, that kind of fueled me now for when I start this marathon training block you Mm -hmm. can run a marathon by yourself running a marathon surrounded by 40 to 50,000 other people should be a walk in the park so I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into it we're not obviously sure if Chicago will definitely go ahead I have actually got a spot in the London Marathon as well um, through the ballot but that's the week before Okay. So if Chicago goes ahead, I'll defer London for 12 months. Well, it won't be 12 months, will it? Because it'll be in April the following April, year. Yeah. Straight back so, into another training block, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Chicago's the, the, the main goal, really. And just running with other people. I can't bloody wait, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Park run back in June, hopefully, I think they said. Yeah, I think it's uh, the 5th of June. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And then fingers crossed. And then obviously junior partners back before as well. So maybe go and get some volunteer um, yeah. uh, uh, tags, get that purple T-shirt in the interim. Um, awesome, man. Uh, so time's flown by. We've been talking for over 20 minutes. Um, is there anyone you wanted to mention, anyone you wanted to shout out? I know you said you've got your running coach. Anyone that you're working with you wanted to mention before we wrap this up? Um, the one person who has just achieved something amazing um, yesterday, Matt Matt Flynn ran a 12-hour dust till dawn. Yes. And I think, he'll probably, I don't quote me on it, I think he got to 67 miles. Wow. Which, 
makes me feel, yeah, partly jealous, but also incredibly sick on the inside. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, envious of the accomplishment, but no desire to duplicate it at no. all. I've just yeah. done my 70 minute long run and that'll do me for today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to get back in bed and watch football. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, Matt, what an effort. Yeah, definitely. And there's quite a few guys on the old Instagram running community that yes. have done that just till dawn and have, have absolutely smashed it into the 60 miles. So uh, yeah, absolutely amazing. Good shout out. Well, uh, in that case then, dude, I will let you get back to your Sunday. Uh, thank you so much for taking time to talk to me. Fingers crossed for a swift exit from, uh, from lockdown so we can get back to park run. Good luck with hopefully Chicago, if not London. Um, and then maybe at some point when uh, all these restrictions are gone, we can uh, do a part run and grab a beer together. Sounds perfect, mate. Nice one. All right, dude. Have a good one. Cheers. There you go, Matthew. Mr. Simon Grace. Run fat yeah. boy. Run. What do you reckon? Yeah, good. Good. Another good one, yeah. The fact that feeling low. Uh, I think we've all been in them situations, haven't we? We've been feeling a bit down. Um and it's weird because lockdown and furlough helped him as well, didn't it? It's uh, it kind of gave him a, a bit of a kick kick up the arse, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've heard quite a few stories from people that's uh, that's that's done that. And being, being, yeah, being being on furlough and it, it's kind of given them a bit of a le- another new lease of life kind of thing because you've got time to go and mm. spend time on yourself. I wouldn't know. I haven't had a lick of furlough. Um, <laughs> Uh, buses don't stop, do they, mate? You've not had any time. No, off, no I've, had a, I've, had a, I've had the odd week, but not, nothing major, yeah. So, mm. um, yeah. but no, but uh, what I really liked about that chat was the honesty of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I think that it's certainly given me a bit of motivation to think. Oh well, you know what? It goes wrong for other people as well. Even someone like Simon, who you know, quite popular on social media, uh, lots of followers. Yeah, even even he struggles too, and and I and I liked that message, and yeah. he's come back from it, and he's smashing it, and he's going to keep smashing it. So amazing, amazing chat. Uh, thank you, Simon. I hope you all enjoyed it. Right then, it's time, my friend. It's time. Is it that time again? It's that time. Are you ready for it? <laughs> yes, I am. Kinda. Do you want it? Do you want it? <laughs> Tell me, you want it? <laughs> well, people. N- some people will know what, what's coming, won't they? But no, I don't want it. <laughs> it's time, whether you like it or not, for the Make Mad Rob, Run! Rob, Rob, Rob. is that your phone ringing? Is that your phone ringing? Yeah, it is, actually. Hello? Hello, lads. How are you? Stop it! Yes, he's back oh, again. Yes! yes. How are we doing, sir? I am good. Today I find myself in Perth, Australia. Perth, you're actually in the, the right place this time. I am. I got on a plane and here I am. Brilliant. Nice. Uh, lovely part of the world, Australia. We want to hear all about it, Statman John. But before you do, if you've been on a plane, you've got a passport, you must have stolen somebody's identity to get there. So, Matt, why don't you give us a theme song? Uh, what was it again? Um, take my ID. Take ID. I- Love it. Statman John, whose uh, who's ID have you stolen this week? This week to get me to Perth is Fitness Freckles. Oh, Ruth. We uh, love the Queen. What a great ID to steal. The Queen yeah. of Women's Day. We love it. We love it. So tell us about Perth, Statman John. How's it going out there? What, what, what have you been up to? Well, did you know, lads, in 2014, Krispy Kreme opened their first drive through
In, in here, and it was chaos. There was traffic everywhere, and I thought, somewhere that wild, I have to come and look for her. <laughs> Steeped in history, 2016, Krispy Kreme. So, uh, so have you been for Krispy Kreme, Statman John? Oh, no, that didn't, I didn't click. I haven't actually been to try it. <laughs> Oh dear! Um, brilliant. What else you got planned while you're out there? I've um, been sleeping in a kangaroo pouch. Okay, of course you have. You've been sleeping in a kangaroo pouch. I cut you off. I'm sorry, my laughter. Continue. And uh, and I've entered myself in a yo-yo competition. <laughs> Uh, I've never tried it before, and I, but I just filled in the form. <laughs> filled in the form. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. How is the search for Harold going? Uh, not good so far, but do not panic. I'm holding hope. I'm searching high and low. Yeah. Yeah, somebody. We can take off kangaroo pouches. <laughs> he's, not, he's not in a kangaroo pouch, and he's not in Perth, really, unfortunately. No. Okay. Okay, always. Any other plans before you go? Uh, that is it. Just the yo-yo. That's what we're coming for. Oh, Krispy Kreme. I'll definitely have one of them. And uh, and then I'll be off. Yeah. Yeah. Flew all the way around the world just to play a yo-yo competition. Yeah. Uh, Statman John, I hate to break this to you, but do you know we've got Krispy Kreme in England now? Oh. Uh, okay. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> Well, at least you'll know that you've got one to come back to. Um, <laughs> right, Statman John, we shall let you continue with your travels. And I, I, I assume preparing for a yo-yo competition and learning how... Do you have a yo-yo? Uh, no, I quickly made one from a branch. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> of course you did. Right, okay, Statman John, have a lovely day. Good luck with the yo-yo competition. Let us know how you got on. And we'll speak to you again next week. Yes, lad. See you soon. ta Bye. He's just ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous, man. Krispy Kreme's all that way for a Krispy Kreme and didn't even have one. <laughs> all that way for a bloody donut. At least he's got around the world, though. Yes. He's got, yeah. He managed to get that passport, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, well, beggar's belief. Beggar's he's, belief. That he's, keep, he's keeping us entertained, isn't he? So let's hope he pops up somewhere equally hilarious. And exciting next week, but we got a little bit sidetracked there, my friend. We did. We put a bit of a, bit of a uh, tension towards what's built, coming up in it. Built a bit of tension. What is coming up though is the Make Matt Run Challenge. Challenge Matt. That was very good. Well done. <laughs> um, Gordon's alive. Uh, a, I, did, I forgot to do Brian Blessed, so I thought I'd throw it in afterwards. Um, off Gordon. <laughs> Gordon! You prick. Um, right, okay. So... 
<laughs> so week one of Make Matt Run happened last week. Uh, for those of you who might be dropping in on the show for the first time, this series, Matt and I are taking on each other in the Make Matt Run Challenge Challenge. Matt, we do it every single series. Matt has beat me. He has absolutely pantsed me. He is winning two series to zero. Uh, the idea is that we uh, go one-on-one in different competitions, trying to embarrass and humiliate Matt. Matt tends to overcome it, uh, and then I get embarrassed by proxy. But... <laughs> This series, uh, Challenge Matt, we're asking members of the Fart Like family, that is you, our lovely listeners, to challenge Matt to a variety of running, fun or fitness related challenges. And uh, he has to take you on. This week, you took on Mr. John Pickup, not Pickford, in a press up showdown. Who can do the most in five minutes? We filmed it on IGTV Live. It went down very well. What happened, Mafu? Um, it was hard. It was hard work. Yeah, uh, my arms are still aching now, and it's Monday, <laughs> and I might have uh, might have lost. You got absolutely pantsed, mate. Yeah, <laughs> humiliated you. Yeah, like, uh, I think I think he beat me with like two minutes to spare. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It was I thought I was doing. I thought I, I ended up going first, and so if you so if you're not been and watched it yet, then it's, it is on IGTV live um, on our story and our feed. So if if you've not seen it, go and have a look at it. And yeah, I thought I did pretty well. I thought, what did I get? 63 in, in 63, five well, minutes? No. You know what? I actually watched it back and you got 62 and then added one at the end and you thought I wouldn't notice, but he still beat you anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, any, anyway, he ended up beating me with like two, two, two and a half, two, three, two minutes to spare, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so, I lost. So it's 1-0 to me in the series. We're going to be doing these every single week. It's first to six wins because there's 11 mm-hmm. challenges. Um, but in the short term, we've added a little bit of a little bit of sizzle on the steak, says the vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens each week if, if we lose, Matt? Then, then somebody has to do a forfeit. Forfeit! 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 <laughs> I'm so hyped about this. You've got to do a forfeit. You've got to do a forfeit. Um, so, Jack, we've got eleven. We've got eleven forfeits, all sealed in envelopes by our independent adjudicator, Mr. Jack Penfold. Hello, Jack. Hello, with my very professional envelopes. They are very professional. Remember, people can't see it, Jack. It's an audio podcast, but carry on. Um, just imagine it. Just imagine it. They're not professional. It's just scribbled numbers on envelopes. Can you confirm, Jack Penfold, that these envelopes were independently sealed by yourself today? I can confirm. They are sealed with my lips, so no one can touch them because of COVID. Ah, clever. clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, in each of those envelopes, there is a forfeit that Matt has to undertake. Mm-hmm. Number one to eleven. Your little face. <laughs> And I get to pick a number because I won, and Jack's gonna read it out. I'm excited because I think not... this it doesn't it doesn't hurt me whatever it is. So. <laughs> no Look at your two smug faces. This is horrific. So good. I feel I feel oh I feel stressed. Sorry, Captain. Jack, I will take number. I will take the height of Matthew. I will take four. Four feet. <laughs> oh, that's quite generous, I feel. Right, number four. Here we go. Oh, no. I hope you can hear the crackle of the envelope. Yeah. And it is... Ooh, I like this one. Hand deliver the winner's takeaway. Oh, yes! Ah. Ah, that'll do me. <laughs> what do you fancy, Rob? Oh, well, of course, Fingers. you know... 
I know Rob's takeaways at the other side of Sheffield. Rob's favourite takeaways at the other side of Sheffield. So it's like I think she- it's about seven miles that way, and then about five miles back that way. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. It is, it is, because there's nowhere we live in the suburbs, and there isn't anywhere that serves good vegan food uh, out here. So I'm going to need you to get in your little rum rum. <laughs> I'm all the way into Sheffield City Centre. I'm going to need you to get me some seitan doner kebabs and ribs. And then you can bring your little rum-rum back and you can drop it off for me this weekend and me and Sammy are going to dine out <laughs> on dining in. Dine out on dining in. You know what I mean. Yeah. Take away! Take away! Basically, I've saved Sammy a trip, haven't I? Yeah, yeah, because Sammy... <laughs> More importantly, it wasn't the United shirt. Yeah. <sighs> Not yet. Is it a bit of relief? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a little bit stressed and panicky just then. But I know there's still 10 more envelopes to open i'm gonna try harder next time to uh, make sure i don't lose that one <laughs> this is brilliant i love this i'm um, not liking it so it's week two yes <clears throat> and we've got a very very special guest for week two uh mm-hmm. who's going to be challenging you challenging matt okay uh, we've got the other matt taylor there's only one matt taylor ain't there there's only one Matty Taylor. Uh, no, there's two. Uh, he's taller than you, and I think he's faster than you, but I'm not sure. Um, but uh, he was a Team Rob member in the Series 2 Most Miles Wins Challenge. Uh, mm-hmm. He's local. He's a local yokel as well. He is. So we, we, you never know. That might put a twisty twist on the challenge. Okay. Uh, he sent us a little recording of what he wants to challenge you to. Right. Shall we go and find out what the challenge is, Matt? Yeah, go on then, bring it on, bring it on. Hello, Rob, Jack and the rest of the Firelet team. Congratulations on getting to Series 3. One thing that's bothering me about the first two series, though, is hearing that little smug voice of that fake Matt Taylor. Yes, you heard that right, the fake Matt Taylor. I'm the real Matt Taylor, the Matt Taylor that spells his name correctly with two T's. So what better way to put this phony in his place than to challenge him to a Sports Day-like event? This will consist of three races, an egg and spoon race, a beanbag relay and an all-out sprint. Think you up for the challenge, you little fake? I don't think you are. I really don't think you are. So, why don't we make it interesting, seeing as we both love Sheffield Wednesday. The loser of our little battle wears the Sheffield United shirt for one full lap of Rother Valley. Thumped by Rob, I think that would spice it up a little bit. As well as that, if you lose, you can't be called Matt Taylor anymore on the podcast. You have to be called Short Matt Taylor, or even better, Fake Matt Taylor. I think it's only fair. You say Matthew, or should that be Matt Who, seeing as it's only one T in your name? Before seeing you in that red and white shirt, come Saturday, you best get practising balancing that egg on that spoon. Yes, Team Rob all the way. We all know the Rob Ed rule. No. No, 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 no. What do you no. mean? <laughs> no. What do you mean no? Just, no. What are, you, what are you saying no to? What do you think? The, the Sheffield United shirt? Yeah. Just no. Are you being that petty? No, it's not petty. It's, <laughs> it's life and death, mate. <laughs> Look at it this way, right? You're panicking every week. About this card coming out, this this. You're loving it. Out. I am loving it, but 
you're panicking about it coming out. This way, you would put the control back in your hands. You know that if you beat him, you'll never have to wear the Sheffield United shirt. The power's in your hands. No. No. <laughs> no. Is, really? Is that your final answer? No. <laughs> That's your final answer. I don't know how fast he is. I don't know how good he is at balancing eggs and spoons. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'd let, let the, the fate of the uh, of the cards should de- shall decide. I think. Right. Well, I, t- I tell you what. What I will do, say then, it, I will be known as the fake Matt Taylor. How's that? That's yeah. as far as I'm going. All right. I'm well, not going I'll, to... I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I was going to do that anyway, <laughs> even if you win. <laughs> <laughs> but but okay. So all right. So sorry, Matt with two T's. Um, Matt is not willing. <laughs> And more to the point, he's a he's a fellow Wednesday fan. What other Wednesday fan wants oh another Wednesday fan Go. to wear a Sheffield United shirt? All right, we get it. You don't like the you don't like the forfeit. Really bloody me. Right, oh, so sorry, Matt, with two T's. Uh, he is not agreeing to the terms of the forfeit. We will have to leave it to the chance of the envelopes. Uh, however, everything else you're good with, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll fill the whole it. thing. Right. It's going to be on Saturday afternoon. We'll put all the details on our um, uh, Instagram, social medias. We'll probably be filming and recording this one to all go out after the event. So keep your eyes peeled and your ears pricked. That's right, yeah. Sound good? Sounds awesome. I'm confident on this one. Not not confident enough to say, yeah. (laughs) You don't don't sound that confident, to be honest, mate. That was an awfully big sort of... (laughs) claim at the end of something <laughs> just basically pooed into his own hand at the prospect of having to wear a Sheffield United shirt. Yeah. Um, looking uh, forward to next week. This is going well. I love it. It is. It is. Right then, have you got a good news story for me today, Matthew? I'm playing blessed. I certainly have, yes. Uh, this one is about a chap called Colin Jackson, not the Colin Jackson of UK Athletics have. fame. Uh, this this guy's from California. Okay. Uh, and I found this on Running Runner's World uh, on in, on Twitter. So he started his running journey in 2014, usual case, overweight and all that sort of stuff. So he went to his doctors and doctors said he needed a lifestyle change. And his friend was quite blunt with him and said, look, if you're overweight, you need to sort yourself out. So he's decided to start running. Uh, and he did his first mile in 20 minutes, so it, it took took a while for him to do it. Uh, and then in 2015, he did his first marathon. Um, and the next four years after that, he's done nine marathons in four years. But then in 2018, he was attacked and suffered a skull fracture and an ankle fracture from being attacked while he was out on a run, I think it was. Um, yeah. And he had some re- rehabilitation uh, throughout that period. He recovered, but then the pain persisted in his through his uh, his hip, uh, and he went to the doctors, and the doctors put it down to an ITB syndrome problem. Uh, but he he felt deep down he knew it was more, so uh, eventually got diagnosed with a rare form of brain cancer, uh, brain oh. so not brain cancer, uh, bone cancer in his hip, right. uh, condo con- something okay. like that. That's how you say. Let's say I'm not sure, I'm not sure, too no. sure how you pronounce it. Uh, so in 2019, he underwent surgery. Um, the doctors obviously said you probably won't be running again after that. Um, but obviously, Colin had different ideas. Uh, told yeah. the doctors he, he were going to walk walk a marathon. Uh, and the doctor says, "Look, if if you get to that point where you can walk a marathon, then he, then he would do it with him." Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then, but then in 2020, the cancer came back and it spread to his lungs. Oh. 
Oh, yeah. He's had a, from what I've read, he's had a real tough time of it. Yeah. Uh, and he's obviously been treating that with uh, chemotherapy uh, over the last few years. However, last, last week, he walked the route of the rock and roll marathon uh the i think it was the arizona one something yeah, like that yeah 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 uh virtually and he did it with his surgeon so they set off together uh with his surgeon uh, and they exchanged phone calls throughout the race and then he finally finished his 10th marathon and he did it in 12 hours 32 minutes and 32 seconds Amazing. and he also says uh 2021 is still young so he's thinking about doing some more before the year's out as well so uh well done to him so colin jackson of California, you are our running hero of the week. You we are, sir. We do salute, salute you. you. Yeah, and if you want to you want to read more about that, it's on Runners World on uh, on Twitter. Brilliant, brilliant, great, good news story. Yeah, yeah great to him overcoming such adversity. Right then, Matt, I think it's nearly time for us to get out of here. We've got some exciting news before we go, but uh, before we do, we've got some thank yous to say. Yeah, obviously, usual thank you, thank 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 yous, thank thank you, no, Ed. So, thank you, Graham Lindley. Rob, <laughs> amazing theme f- music. <laughs> piss off, Rob. <laughs> I don't take piss out of you when you make piss. No, you ain't never going to piss out of me, do you? Thank you to Jack for editing this up. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you, Jack. Yeah, Simon Grace, thank you to him as well for yeah. uh, joining us for the chat. Brilliant guest at Run Fat Boy Run 2017. Yeah. If you want to follow him. That's right. Anybody else that you can think of? Uh, thank you to JP, Mr. John Pickup, not Pickford, oh, yeah. uh, for Just. helping us out on last week's show. Thank you to Statman John for yeah. uh, calling us for his world travels. My name uh, is Matt as well. Thank you for that yeah. call out as well. See you next week. Looking forward to seeing that next week. And thank and oh, uh, thank you in advance. Uh, next big announcement. Next week's guest. We've got Anna Chaplin, another stalwart of the uh, the Instagram running community. A lady I was lucky enough to meet in between lockdowns last year. She's a uh, really good runner, really inspirational. She's got a great story. It's a really light-hearted one. Um, just a nice chat with a really nice person. So I think people are going to really, really enjoy that one. So at Chasing Chaplin on Instagram, if you want to have a look into what Anna's up to in the meantime. And that, I think, Mafu, is about it for our fan Um before we get out of it, though, very exciting news, and it involves a certain Mr. Jack Penfold. So, Jack, do you want to bring yourself off mute? Hello. Jack, why don't you tell the ladies and gentlemen what is launching on our brand new YouTube channel this weekend? Yes. So, as you said, over on our YouTube channel, it'll be me hosting After the Finish Line. That's that's what we're calling it. And I'll be the hostess with the mostest. Stealing Rob's name. Wait, hang on. No, no, that's copyright pending. Patent pending. That's that's mine. Well, could we come to a uh, agreement on it? Could I be the hostess you... with the most S Mark II or younger model? You can younger model certainly not, sir. Uh, <laughs> you can be the hostess with the most S Junior. I'll take Junior. I'll take Junior because I'm young, younger model. Um, <laughs> and I will be hosting. It will be as we said after the finish line. Podcast is finished on the Thursday. On the Saturday. I'll be chatting to one of our lovely listeners to see what they thought about the chat with our guests that week. So this week is Simon Grace. So we will be chatting on the Saturday, how they thought the chat went, um, any interesting things they thought about him. And obviously we can't get rid of Rob that easily. So in between, there'll be a little bit of a cut and he'll be firing 10 quick fire questions with that guest. So 
like this week will be Simon. And then we'll come back, have a little bit of a natter, and off we go. So just a short little 10-minute video, 5-minute video, just exclusive content that you won't get from the podcast that you can find out all about on YouTube. I love it. I love it. And, and, and a worthy and a worthy host as well, I think. You've done such a good job, Jack, on the... The little bits that you have done for us on on Instagram with the uh, when you did the, the the live draw and the other little things you've done for us, I think it's well deserved. I think you're going to smash it, mate. I might um, dust off the velvet blazer, maybe. Yeah, just got just got to learn what your Instagram handle is. That that's yeah, I've I've got that this week. I've learned my script properly. And how's how's your Brian Blessed impression? Uh, we we park that for a while. I'll keep practicing that. <laughs> I when I listened to the podcast again, I attempted it by myself and it did right. not work. Right, okay, fair. <laughs> so, yeah, so amazing. Yeah, after the finish line, uh, it's going to be awesome, Jack. Yeah, it's going to be going out on a YouTube on Saturdays. A little bit of a, a review of the podcast that week, talking to some of our amazing Fart Like family. Uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome, mate. You're going to smash it. I love it. And I'm looking forward to stopping by. And hopefully, maybe me and Matt can jump on every now and then onto an yeah, episode. if I can book you in. If you can squeeze us in. To your Thank you. Time. Very sought after. Very sought after. <laughs> we have high, high fees, us, us, Jack. We have high fees. Seven curly whirlies! <laughs> Sold. Sold. Um, brilliant. Yeah, so looking forward to that. We'll uh, we'll advertise all that on our social medias. If you haven't already, guys, please do give us a follow. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we are also now officially on YouTube. Uh, just give us uh, give a search for What the Fartlet Podcast. You'll find us. Give us a like on some of the videos. A subscribe, you know, um, all that jazz. It'll be amazing. Uh, if you want to give me a follow for some bloody reason, uh, I'm at Little Runner Boy Rob. Yes, and I am at Matty Owls. Jack. And I'm at Jack Running. At host of. At host of After the Finish Line. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right, hey guys, it's time for us to get out of here. We hope we've kept you company on your runs, after your runs, whatever it may be. May your runs continue to be wonderful. As we come to the end of it, don't let lockdown get you down, man. And be excellent to each other. We'll see you next week. Say goodbye, Matt. Goodbye, Matt. <laughs>